Phil Rosen is with us. He's a chairman emeritus of Likud USA. He's vice chair of Birthright, vice chair of the Republican Jewish Coalition. He joins us live via telephone. Phil, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. And uh, as, I, as I mentioned to you, I also gave a contribution in your and to to your in your name, um, in other words, to uh, honor you and to thank you for all that you do for Klal Yisrael. I appreciate um, that. Yeah, I think uh, I think you are one of the lights that um, that brings to us all that's great about uh, Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael and Klal Yisrael. Well, I appreciate that very much. And one of the things we're most proud of, and this goes for every member of the staff and volunteers here at NSN is thank God we've been on every single day during this COVID-19. And believe you me, that's mostly because of God's generosity to thank God all of us are healthy. Uh, but it's one of the things that's really allowed us to continue being a community. You know, Phil, before we talk about the new government, which is really the primary reason uh, why I've invited you on this morning, I, and I know we discussed this last time, but a month later, is, is there any... Any further comment about birthright? You and I discussed how sad it is that 35,000 students, and that means 35,000 families, because even though the family doesn't go with them, you know how transformative the experience is for families when their child does go. 35,000 students and families will likely, I don't want to say anything definite, (laughs) will likely, because we're still praying things will open up, will likely not have that Israel experience this summer. I know you and I were lamenting this a few weeks ago when you were on. Anything further to say about Birthright? So we're still hoping for August, um, but uh, that still means the great majority of the kids won't be able to go um, this year or this uh, season. Um, We're hoping that the winter trips will be bigger than ever. Um, We're taking all precautions. Um, smaller groups um, so that we can spread out on the buses, right? Um, all sorts of things that uh, we're taking care. We're training um, all of the tour guides and the the, the leaders, Miskashim, et cetera, um, as to what they need to do to make sure it's safe. But please, God, it should be safe, and please, God, we should start up again. And I'm even hoping that people... While they had so much time at home, they, they're thinking about uh, what they need to do to change their lives. And uh, Birthright is a great way to start. I really believe that um, Birthright is one of the miracles of the 21st century. And it's interesting because uh, the goal at the beginning, as stated by the founders, and, and you know everybody from the beginning, of course, was that Israel can be just a visit can be a life-changing experience. Just a visit can create an atmosphere in oneself to hang out more with the Jewish community, to be more involved in Jewish causes, to marry within the faith, and so many other benefits. And I think now that we're in this dearth, now that we're in this, uh, you know, in this time where, where it can't happen, where those trips just can't occur... I, I think, in a way, the uh, the lack of it is is proving to everybody just how important the mission it is. So true, so true. I think uh, the mission has been unbelievably successful, way beyond the. Uh, I, I was with Charles Bronfman right before this all started, 
Um, and uh, I, I said to him, did you ever expect this? He said, we expected maybe 100, 100 a year, wow. maybe. And he never expected that it would change the lives of so many. Unbelievable. So, or a the whole thing is incredible. Phil Rosen with us live via telephone. So I guess, as, as you predicted, uh, Bibi would find a way to um, to to stay as leader of Israel. Uh, no surprise to those of you who know him well, and we were admiring the last time we spoke. We were admiring his um, political savvy, and it, there's no doubt that his political savvy was uh, one of the main reasons that he now is starting this unity government as prime minister. But Phil, I need your opinion on the uh, on the method. I need your opinion when you sit back and watch uh, the the cabinet of the government of Israel swell to to forty people or somewhere in that area, uh, when you know so many deals had to be made in order to get this government officially started and off the ground. What are your feelings when you th- when you see the method of what's going on over the last few weeks? That's a great question. First of all. Um one of the great lines I heard was one of the Israeli reporters said, there's so many ministers in this government that we need a minister of magic. <laughs> and I, I, I responded that we have that. He's at the top. Um, he's minister of magic. Um, so he's created a government that I think is truly a unity government. Um, it's got in it, many, many, many people who can work together. That's, to me, that's the key. You know, there was a unity government formed in Israel right before the Six-Day War, um, and that worked beautifully because right. they saw a crisis. Right. He has taken the crises that we have, including the corona crisis, and he's created a government that can actually work together. So you've got people uh, in the government like Gabi Ashkenazi, the former um, former chief of staff. Um, you've got, you know, Yuli Edelstein still there. You've got some great people. And he's got two people that he took from the Derek Harris party, or Derek Harris part of the Blue and White, um, Yoaz Hendel and, um, and Hauser, C. Hauser, and those are good friends of mine from when they were in Likud many, many years ago. And he's given them beautiful positions in the government. One of them is head of the Foreign Affairs and Defense Committee, and the other one is a is a minister. Um, I think it was minister of communications. Um, but you've got so here's another interesting, a lot of interesting facts about this government. One, and this came out because there was criticism by. Um, Naftali Bennett, who, who didn't get a spot in the government, right. he, he said that this government uh, is, is, against, um, is against religious Zionism. It's against Kippah Shrugah. There's about 10 ministers in the government that are Kippah Shrugah, ministers that are Kippah Shrugah or married to Kippah Shrugah. And so... It's kind of amazing. This is a government that has such a combination of, of terrific, talented people that um, it's just mesmerizing. You've got Zev Elkin, who's the uh, education, higher education minister. I don't know what that, what that means. 
but he's got to keep <laughs> keep uh, Rafi Perez. You've got uh, just across the board just some wonderful people. Tippi Hotavelli, who is Minister for Settlement Affairs, she's a religious woman, um, and her husband wears a kippah shruga. So there's a great combination of talented people, and you don't have anybody in the government who is going to vote against everything that BB puts up there. It's not going to happen. These are people who will stand by him, but will voice their uh, their feelings. So from, and I think that's impressive. So from your standpoint, and obviously as uh, as uh, vice chair at the at Likud USA, I mean, from your standpoint, we, we know what the best government or best scenario would be. This is essentially second best. This is essentially the, the, the best that one could have expected once that deadlock seemed completely insurmountable. Exactly. And I think, uh, I think he did a masterful job, but he had, he had help with a lot of people, including Betty Gantz, who was willing, willing to step down off his high horse and, uh, and say, all right, you be prime minister first. I'll be prime minister in 18 months. It'll work out fine. I just want some of my guys in really important positions, like foreign minister, justice minister, um, and the like. And I think that 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 takes a lot of um, a lot of chutzpah, but it takes an enormous amount of uh, humility to be able to do that. And that's what you want in a government. Phil Rosen is with us. All right. So with all this in mind, and now that the government's finally in place, Phil, the question is, what could he accomplish? How aggressive do you think he'll be on the annexation issue? Do you think there'll be a lot of pushback from the United States? Will the U.S. government essentially ignore what's going on in Israel at that time? We, we in fact, were a little surprised that the Secretary of State came back from Israel and really said that the conversations there uh, last week were not really focused on the issue of annexation. How do you see that issue going forward? I think annexation is going to be um, is going to be done, um, or it'll be. The process will be started, let me say that, because it's not going to be an easy process, nor is it going to be a short process. I think it's going to be started sometime in the summer or uh, or after the summer, um, before the Chagim, and maybe even after the Chagim. But they're going to start relatively soon. And I think if you think about it, Nachum, you know, for every Jew who believes in the land of Israel, who believes in the state of Israel, um, the safety and security of Israel, um, the annexation of um, the settlements is for, for many people, well, it's, it's a dream. It's something that, you know, Menachem Begin thought of when, uh, when he signed the peace treaties with Jordan and Egypt. Um, that, uh, I'm sorry, when he signed the peace treaty at Camp David, right. I think he thought about... Um, uh, he thought about this. He thought about the annexation at some point in the future. And um, I think it's really important that uh, this government is heading down that road. It's also really important that it's a unity government that's doing it, because there's there's really um, there's really nobody on the other side um, who has muscle um, and nobody will fight this, I hope. I think that this would be something that should go through because the Israeli public wants this. One of the things that Trump has recognized, and this goes to what you said about um, Mike Pompeo, one of the things he's recognized is that Israel is a country and has the right to make its own decisions 
um, as a country. Um, for many years, the American Jewish, many in the American Jewish leadership have thought that they, their will and their opinions are what Israel should uh, adopt and that they should basically be making the decisions on behalf of the Israeli government, principally because they're saying that the Israeli people don't really, um, don't really have the right or don't have the knowledge base to do so. That's a horrendous view. Horrendous. And I think what uh, Trump is doing is he's basically saying Israel has a right to decide on its own future. We, you know, will give our opinion, we'll help, we'll cooperate. We've got an amazing ambassador over there who's, who's been very, very helpful. Um, but Israel has to decide on its own what it wants to do with its future. Phil Rosen is with us. Do you see this rotation playing out? I mean, you know how clever BB is. You more than ever, more than anyone knows how clever BB is, and you've described his acumen when it comes to political and diplomatic situations. Do you think Gantz will actually be prime minister during this process? I do. I do. I, I believe that, um, um, and he's he's lived up to this. I believe when BB cuts a deal, he sticks by his deal, and I think that's. That's what he's going to do with Benny Gantz. And you know what? It's good for BB. It's good for his legacy. Um, he'll be alternate prime minister at that point in time, and uh, he'll help Gantz. Um, Gantz will rely upon him because Gantz will realize that BB brings something to the table that nobody else has, which is the years and years and years of diplomacy and, and hard work um, in that regard. Finally, Phil, how do you uh, deal with this isolation? People like yourself, and it's amazing how many people that I'm familiar with have said this to me, uh, that they're now hitting the longest period of time in the last 10, 20 years that they haven't been to Israel. And I, even I said to myself, my gosh, I, I don't know if six months has gone by in my, <laughs> in my uh, last 20, 30 years where I haven't been to Israel at least once. How are you dealing with that physical isolation? Horrible. I'm not dealing with this very well. Um, I was there. Thank God I was there right before Purim. Oh, wow. Um, the last time you were able to go, I guess it was a week or two before Purim. Right. And, um, you know, it's it's been a long time for me. It's, it's very hard. Um, I wake up sometimes and say to myself, I wish I was lying in my bed in my house in, in Jerusalem. It's, uh, it's painful painful, you know, not walking on the street and hearing Hebrew, um, painful not going to the Makolet, painful not visiting, you know, clients, friends, um, people in government, painful. I, I wrote to uh, um, the new uh, ambassador to the United States, Gilad Erdan, who's going to serve as both ambassador to the UN and ambassador to the United States for a period of time. And he's a very, very good and old friend of mine. And I wrote to him, I said, you know, one thing I'm looking forward to you coming here is I'll get to hear Hebrew. Um, <laughs> and he wrote back. He said, my English has gotten much better. I said, I still want to hear <laughs> that's, Hebrew. That's not what you wanted to hear. <laughs> and, also, exactly. and also we should point out that, uh, you know, it's not just planning trips, which, you know, a lot of people do, obviously. 
But if you felt the need, you know, tomorrow night or, you know, next week to go to Israel, you'd be able to plan it at the last minute and go. And that whole, that whole you know, concept of, of, of it not being next door, so to speak, and you know what I mean by that, uh, has been a real eye-opener for all of us. You know, the interesting thing is I remember when I was a kid that uh, my parents, um, even though my father traveled a lot for work, um, my parents used to spend, you know, weeks planning, months planning the trip to Israel. Right. And it was something that you thought ahead. Maybe even some people would think years ahead. Right. And um, it's crazy that we've gotten to that uh, to that position now, and we don't even know when. I mean, the beauty is that Delta just announced June sixth they're starting flights to. JFK to uh, Tel Aviv. Right. Um, United has already started. El Al is going to start the end of May. So please, God, it should start going. The only thing is, when you get there, you still don't know whether you have to go into isolation or not. So, <sighs> you know, if you're going on a two-week trip and you have two-week isolation, sounds, it doesn't work very well. Sounds like if they told you two weeks of isolation in Jerusalem, you'd strugglingly consider it, frankly. <laughs> well, I would do it in a second. I'd do it in a second. As long as it's, as long as it's in my place, not in the in the hotel. Although Don Panorama is not so bad, <laughs> not a bad place. Phil Rosen is chairman emeritus of Likud USA and vice chair of Birthright, and of course a Republican Jewish Coalition. Phil, as usual, we thank you. Uh, stay strong thank during these enough. challenging you times, too. and thanks for checking in this morning. And Basel tough on your simcha. I'm really excited for for all of you, for Miriam, for you, for. Mishpachis. Appreciate that very much. Like everybody in this situation, we're wondering what it's going to look like when the day arrives, but thank God we're celebrating. You're 100% right. Thank you so much. Phil Rosen, always wonderful to uh, get his perspective. And he does think, he does think that Benny Gantz, and this is a gentleman associated with Lee Kud, he does think Benny Gantz will, in fact, serve as prime minister at some point. Very interesting. Very interesting. A lot of people, I mean, I, I think people are 50-50 on this. Half the crowd I speak to feel like Phil, and half the crowd feels that uh, BB's going to figure out a way to uh, either dissolve or or the government uh, you know, before the 18 months or uh, actually you know, figure out a way to stay as prime minister. Time will tell, as the expression goes. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSegal.com and the NahumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app.